You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to Science with Savannah, age 7, on the Your Brain on Facts podcast channel. We're still working on making Science with Savannah available on all popular podcast platforms. As soon as we've got it up and running separately, the show will be transitioning to a bi-weekly format. Enjoy today's episode. And don't forget to check out Science with Savannah Age 7 on its YouTube channel. Pop quiz. How loud is the loudest dog bark ever recorded? As loud as A, a rainstorm, B, an alarm clock, C, a motorcycle, D, a snowblower. Stay tuned to find out. Welcome to Science with Savannah, age 7. Today's episode is all about how and why dogs bark. In the throats of dogs and humans, and many other animals, is a structure called the larynx. And stretched across the inside of the larynx are two very thin bands of muscle called vocal cords. When we breathe in, the vocal cords open to let air pass through the larynx, into the trachea, and down to the lungs. The vocal folds are open when we breathe and closed when we want to speak. When we breathe out and want to talk, the vocal cords close. Air from the lungs trying to go through the closed vocal cords causes them to vibrate, which makes sound. Dogs have fairly plastic vocal cords, or a modifiable vocal tract, as scientists call it. This means that dogs can alter their voices to produce a wide variety of different sounds that could have different meanings. That's how they produce big angry barks, little curious barks, growls, whimpers, and everything in between. Some of the changes are so subtle humans can't hear it, but other dogs can. When scientists took special images called spectrograms of dogs barking, they noticed not all barks are the same, even from the same dog. The spectrographic images show differences in timing, pitch, and amplitude, all of which change with what the dog seems to be saying. Dogs bark for lots of different reasons, so they can have different barks. That's not just something we're guessing at either. In one experiment, researchers recorded a dog growling over their food and a dog growling at a stranger. The researchers played these different growls to a dog who was approaching a juicy bone. Those dogs were more hesitant to approach the bone if they heard the food growl rather than if they heard the stranger growl. In another experiment, researchers recorded stranger barks and the barks of dogs when they were alone. When researchers played three alone barks to different dogs, the dogs acted bored. But when they played the stranger bark, the dogs jumped to attention. People can tell dog barks apart, too. Researchers played different dog barks to a group of people, and whether they owned a dog or not, most people could tell the alone bark from the stranger bark. Dogs evolved from wolves, but wolves don't usually bark. Barking is only 3% of the way they communicate, so it's possible that early dogs learned to bark when they began to hang out 
with ancient humans. Cats are the same way. They don't meow at each other, only at humans. Some people think they were trying to sound like babies to get sympathy from the woman who were in charge of the food. The conventional wisdom used to be that cats domesticated themselves, but people intentionally domesticated dogs. When people stopped being nomadic hunters and started farming, they had stores of food. The food attracted rodents. The wild cats in the area noticed this and started living closer to the humans. Eventually, someone got close enough to one of these wild things from the wild woods to try to pet it, and the rest is history. We know from studying their DNA that wolves were domesticated separately in Europe and in Asia. People used to think that humans trained wolves to hunt with us and protect us at night, but now we're starting to realize that that doesn't make a lot of sense. The process of dog domestication was probably the same as with cats. It would have started with the wolves approaching hunter-gatherer camps in search of food. The more chill the wolf was, the more likely they were to be able to reach or even be given food. Early domesticated dogs didn't belong to any one family, but roamed freely through the community. In Russia, people are domesticating foxes, and these foxes bark when they see people, but foxes in the wild don't. Now it's time for the fact fire. The animal with the most complex verbal language is the prairie dog. The Guinness World Record for the parrot with the largest vocabulary was 800 words. That's more than the average human three-year-old. And parrots are showing signs of intentionally using the words they know, not just mindlessly repeating them. Some kinds of fish use electricity not only to stun prey, but for communication. The platypus does too. There are different words around the world to imitate a dog barking. In China, they say wang wang. In Finland, they say how how. And in Nigeria, they say why why. A 2012 study found that dogs can follow human communication about as well as six-month-old babies. You might know that bees communicate through dance to describe where the good flowers are, but they also communicate through smell. When a bee is killed, it gives off a smell that tells the bees around it that they need to defend themselves. A frog called the hole-in-the-head frog makes a sound that's too high and frequency for us to hear. We can't hear anything above 20 kilohertz and the frog average 38 kilohertz. The answer to today's quiz question. The loudest recorded dog bark belonged to a golden retriever named Charlie who barked at 113 decibels, which is as loud as a snowblower. So Savannah, what kinds of things did we teach people today? That wolves only bark 3% of the time. And even people who don't own dogs can kind of tell what a dog is trying to say when it barks. What other kinds of science questions do you have in mind? Where does sand come from? That is a good question. Maybe we'll get to that next time on... Science with Savannah, age 7. <laughs>